This is Flip Gordon, and you are listening to Wrestling POV Podcast. What's going on, everybody? It's the MLW's Kiro Kwan, representing the Contra Unit, and we're here with Wrestling POV's Global Entertainment Podcast. This is the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, and you are listening to the Wrestling POV Podcast. This is Jeff Cobb. You're listening to WPLV Global. Hey, folks, coming from a darkened living room near you, the tragic three tales, the three tales of three young men. Well, they're isolated, locked in their rooms and watching a lot of wrestling. Welcome to another edition of WPOV Global. I'm your host, the legend. And man, I'm going to go insane if I got to stay in this house another freaking month. TJ Logan. With me, my co-hosts, Elio. He's got to pray. He's going to make it. The <laughs> gentleman Canella. What's going on? And our southern brother from another mother. And I can't even rhyme anymore. We're talking about <laughs> Ant the Liberated himself. Ant, uh, tell me you're going to liberate us out of this whole quarantine thing. I, I'm sick of it. <laughs> if I could, I would. But unfortunately, <laughs> that, 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 that's beyond my, uh, I guess, power range, if you will. Well, you know what, folks, I know it's been a very kind of sad, sometimes grim look of things right now, but things are going to get better. We got a chance. I mean, I have been looking all week to, to, to get together with these three guys. Uh, we're going to talk wrestling. It's what we love. That's why we're here. And uh, I got to tell you, as, as dark as things may go, they will get better, people. You know what? Uh, we joke about things. We I joke about running on rampages and stuff. But yeah, come on, let's face it. Anyone knows me knows I'm too effing lazy to go outside with anything with an axe. An axe? How much does that thing weigh? I'm not picking up a goddamn axe. Anyhow, um, <laughs> let's talk some wrestling. <laughs> First of all, uh, Elio, uh, yes, are you? Have you had a good week of wrestling? Have you? Have you been cramming it in this week? Yep, I've been cramming. Yep. And you're all ready to go? I'm all set. Got some opinions? Yeah, yep, definitely. All right. All MLW, right. Now, NXT UK, definitely. And yeah, AEW, I, I, I was up and down because I saw it, but I watched it, but I didn't watch it because I was like going back and forth between upstairs and downstairs. Okay. But yeah, that's what I saw. Hmm. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. Interesting. <laughs> and, and now, I'm not going to ask Ant if he's been watching a ton of wrestling because I know this dude has been working on his new MMA show coming up on this network here itself. Anton, you probably have a lot of shit going on in your head right now. Wrestling, MMA, the whole deal. Most definitely. There is a lot going on. And what wasn't helpful was to consume a brand of wrestling that rendered me to nauseousness on the last night. But we'll get into that as the show progresses. And you know, fans, this is the harsh thing because Ant started on the AEW bandwagon. He was joining right in there with us. And I got to tell you guys, today is the one day I'm glad you don't see our faces because I have never seen a broken down and this bad. AEW has <laughs> submitted him badly. Now, when Elio talked about running up and down the stairs and that it was in another show, I thought maybe it was because he was vomiting a lot trying to watch the show and get things. And folks, there was some good stuff on AEW, but there was some dreck amongst dreck. And we're going to get into that this week. But let's talk a little bit about some news right now. Now, 
obviously there isn't a lot of wrestling going on. So we don't have our regular amounts of injuries, yada, yada, whatever. But we just wanted to tell the people who are out there what you can kind of expect the next little while for wrestling. And especially the wrestling that involves in our show. First of all, NXT UK. Now, we watch that regularly. Yes, it's taped. And usually it's been kind of like an episode has been like they take like a, an event and they break it up to three or four episodes. And we get that over a month and then they do the next one. Well, unfortunately, uh, AW, uh, man, something got in my mouth. That's AEW tasting and tasting like poop. Anyhow, UK finished all of their tape stuff. So, rumor has it, Elio, what, what did you hear about this? What, what were they going to do for the next one? Uh, so, they were, they were going to be um, tapings uh, for May. However, those tapings have been canceled. And starting um, today, they have um, they are running highlight shows from the past episodes of NXT UK. Yeah. Not yeah. a biggest fan of the highlight show, especially if we're covering it every week. And I believe, like, I believe they're starting with the uh, NXT UK Championship tournament from like 2017. Okay, okay. Now, I do know that MLW, and I, we're going to find out exactly this coming week. I'm not sure if MLW got their last set of tapings in that they had planned to, which was a big uh, one-night stand thing. Well, not one stand, but one-night thing where they had AAA and them doing a kind of a collision course thing. So best of AAA wrestlers against a bunch of uh, MLW wrestlers. I don't know if they got that in. We're hoping they did. If they didn't, I can also see uh, maybe highlights. I mean, they've got over 100 episodes. I'm not sure what they're going to do about it. Uh, AEW, I know Dark has some stuff still taped. But now they're being real chintzy about it because they're not sure how long this is going out. So I don't know if you guys caught Dark recently, but it was short. It didn't have a lot of wrestling on it because they kind of don't want to burn, burn out all the wrestling they have. Mm -hmm. And as AEW, they still have not exactly said when they're going to do any more stuff if they're going to do any more stuff but i don't know if you guys caught this in the beginning of the episode they did not say it was live this week they subtly just did it and unfortunately for all you eagle-eyed viewers you can always tell like especially like mlw when they try and convince you it's over like three episodes or over different weeks when you notice people in the audience are the same people are wearing the same clothes in the same place. Well, it's a little harder when you're in an empty arena and Billy Gunn and his son are wearing the same clothes and Jimmy Havoc's wearing the same clothes as he did last week. You pretty much knew it was all taped in one night and kind of doled out for us. So uh, the only thing, and I would like this, I, I was just saying to the guys, I'm hoping that some of the companies take somebody's idea. I mean, this is wrestling. People steal shit all the time. But hopefully they steal this idea. Is ROH is doing kind of a cool thing since they have no new wrestling. They are highlighting a wrestler every week. And where they'll have that whole episode dedicated to said wrestler. Last week it was Jay Lethal. So they did a whole interview, where, or like a whole episode, where he was being interviewed, intersped between matches that he picked as matches close to him within ROH. So um, kind of a cool way to highlight these guys and keep them in our mind because sometimes I know there's certain wrestlers and we just talked about one ahead of time. If you just jumped in on the boat uh, to MLW in the next little while, you may have saw a glimpse, glimpse of uh, Mance Warner and wonder, I'd like to see more of him. Well, we've seen more of him in the past and as other guys are coming in now, we see new guys and a bits of him. It would be nice to have that kind of thing where they did an episode highlighting Mance Warner do an episode highlighting um, just no, no King Mo. I swear to God, if there's an episode about King Mo, I will pick up an axe 
no matter how much it weighs. Uh, <laughs> but you get the idea here, folks. What the a great feud, way the feud to continues. <laughs> there is no feud. There is no feud. Anyhow, it sure sounds like there is. No, there's just hatred. I have hates in my heart. The hatred okay. hates in my heart. <laughs> pray for me, Antoine. Pray, pray for me. <laughs> Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four. All right. Well, you know what? Let's let's get into our hot topic. Now, a couple of weeks ago, we did a hot topic, which was a very weird one because our parameters were maybe not what people expected. And, and I'm going to explain now the parameters on this one are not your typical parameters. What we've done is we've taken from the shows that we watch. So obviously, uh, MLW does not have a women's division. So we're not going to get anything out of that. Okay. They tried um, it, but it failed. Yeah. And New Japan right now, well, they don't have a women's division, so we can't really count any of them. So what we've done is we've taken from AEW, we've taken from NXT UK, and if somebody knew some, like, you know, if one of you guys made your list of an independent wrestler that you think we should be watching, we have picked our top 10 list of female wrestlers right now. Now, the parameters of this have nothing to do with their win-loss records. They have nothing to do with uh, did they do this or that. Basically, it comes down to who are the 10 women wrestlers that Elio thinks, in his mind, are the best and that he wants to see going forward more of? Who does Ant the Liberated think are the 10 best female wrestlers that he wants to see more of? from 10 on down and the same as me. So there are going to be women in here where you're going to go be like, why wasn't the champion a number one? Well, because maybe I'm not a fan of the champion or whatever. This is all our points of view. All right. So who wants to start? Uh, any volunteers who wants to do their list first? I guess I'll get mine out of the way. I mean, for me, my parameters were as simple as who, uh, I, I guess I included, best record but also who i guess who performs the best in the ring or whatever who i I guess consider are the best performers because really none of aew's women stand out as personalities that the fans really gravitate to i haven't really seen a woman that the fans have absolutely popped for as is the case for say a chris jericho or john moxley or a Mm -hmm. cody Rhodes. so i guess for me it's a combination of records and who i like to watch on a weekly basis in and out of the ring um, right. For me, number one is... Go, let's go backwards. Go from 10 oh, to 1. Let's, let's one. Build, okay. that, build that momentum. Okay, so touche. We're going from 10 to 1. Um, number 10, although we haven't seen her in God knows how long, Awesome Kong. Okay. Number Why nine, Awesome Kong? Um, just a quick, uh, quick explanation. Just because she, I mean, I guess because, you know, looking at her history, looking at the, you know, potential dominance that she could display in AEW, that's what I'm looking forward to seeing. Will they actually bring it forth? Who knows? Because she hasn't been seen in a while. So, okay. Uh, number nine, B. Priestley. Uh, I like her work in the ring. I like the gimmick that she portrays, you know, having that kind of, you know, dark demeanor about her or that dark image about her. Find okay. it kind of cool. So, you know, want to see if they'll do anything to actually push it forward. And again, this is a division, unfortunately, that is handcuffed and still trying to find his way. Um, number eight, Yukes Sakazaki. Mm-hmm. Uh, no particular reason outside of her managing to get a winner two this year and, again, hoping to see a little more out of her. Okay. Uh, 
Number seven, Riho. She is the former women's champion. She has actually gathered a few wins here in 2020. Um, but unfortunately, as of late, she's been seen on Dark versus the flagship show Dynamite. Kind of confusing because, again, she is the former champion. But who knows what the mindset is behind the booking of her. Uh, number, number six, Penelope Ford. Although we have seen her more so as the manager of Kip Sabian, she has managed to grab a couple of wins. Uh, number five, and God knows I'm not a fan of this woman, but I got to recognize that she does get some wins. Uh, Dr. Britt Baker, not a fan <laughs> of her mic skills. Okay. <laughs> I guess right. she gets it done in the win column. Uh, number four, Big Swole. I definitely want to see more of her. She, to me, out of this group is the dark, for, the dark horse, excuse me, that could come forth and offer something promising. Mind you, she does have some awkwardness about her. She does have some timing issues that she needs to polish up on. But I think overall, as a performer, she saw that I enjoy your work. Okay. Uh, number three, uh, Hikaru Shida. I know she is the number one contender to the women's belt, but, you know, just looking at her match on uh, last night with Britt Baker, took them a while to gather some chemistry before actually bringing forth a watchable match. I won't call it a match of the night, but, you know, I've seen mm-hmm. this from the women's division. Uh, number two, I guess the champion, Nala Rose. I have seen her improve greatly from what she was when they first started pushing her as the dominant force in AEW. And number one, Chris Statlander. I think she's the company's overall best performer. I don't know why all of a sudden they're down on her. I don't know why all of a sudden she's on the decline, but whatever is going on, if they actually want to have a star in that division, they need to go ahead and push her and, and, and respect her for what she is. She's an awesome talent. Okay, excellent, excellent. And fans, we just want to point out because um, Ant always covers AEW, his picks this week were all AEW women. Just and that was a tough list to put together. I bet. And that was not easy. I had a hard time finding like half that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Elio, okay, number so 10 on down and little explanation of each one. All right, so mine is made up of, of course, uh, NXT UK and mm-hmm. AEW. So. Number 10, Tony Storm, because I'm, I'm still waiting. I still want to see that heel turn happen uh, when all of everything that's going on is done with. Okay. Number nine, uh, Kelly Klein. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, she, I've always been a fan of Kelly Klein from when we first saw in ROH, and um, who knows where, where she'll end up, uh, where company she'll end up with uh, next. Because we haven't heard anything more from her. That is true. Wow. Now, just a quick aside here. You know what, guys? You ever notice, have you ever seen a wrestler on television or even looking up at the ring and then meet them in the person and they don't look as big or massive or whatever when you're right beside them? Yeah. That illusion that's given. Every time I've seen Kelly Klein, she always comes across as kind of an Amazonian type. You know, she has that over muscular look. Well, I have met her and interviewed her, and she is a very tiny lady mm. who is very sweet. You would never guess with that when she puts on the wrestling gear, she looks like you meet her. She just looks like a very attractive, thin lady. Yeah. But she is, you know, and, and, and that always just threw me away because before I met her, I always assumed she was going to be this big kind of butchy type chick. Not at all. Right. Not at all. 
Sorry, Elio. Okay, so next number eight, I have Jordan Grace from when uh, mm. we were coming Impact Wrestling. Uh, she was like, she was a highlight of like that show every week. Yes. Even, uh, even the bad shows, she was just a highlight of whenever she was on there. Agreed, agreed. Okay, next I have a number seven, Nina Samuels. Really? Yep. You've spent so much time making fun of <laughs> Nina Samuels. I'm curious about this one. Do go on, Elio. <laughs> well, when I, when I started watching XUK, it's like, yeah. And especially her recent match that she had against Aoife Valkyrie. Okay. That was like one of her better matches. They're like yes. all, not every, all of her matches have been outstanding, but the, that one was pretty good. Okay. Next, we have Kaylee Ray. Okay. And next, we have Penelope Ford. Mm -hmm. I think you guys are both on crack with Penelope <laughs> Ford, but go on. Whoa. <laughs> she did not even make my top 20 list. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> that watch she had a couple weeks ago, yikes. Okay, but go on, sorry. But uh, next is uh, Hikaru Shida. Okay. Then uh, top three is Shanna. Mm. Mm. Um, number two is, uh, of course, Aoife Valkyrie. Wow, you got her high rated. Nice. And uh, number one, Chris Statlander. All right. Okay. Now, we're going to get into my list here. I'm going to, I guess, what I also should have pointed for my own personal view, what I did was. Merit had some to do with it, but let's face it, we've seen places like AEW where merit is sometimes inappropriately put onto someone. Um, mm. Some people who deserve more merit don't get it. So what I decided was, is this a person I want to watch wrestle? And I mean wrestle. That's not just like, oh, she's hot. I want to see her entice. No, it means I want to watch her wrestle and compete. Two, do I see in my mind that if people looked at her the right way, that she has a lot of upward, upward mobility. Like, mm -hmm. is this someone who can really bring more in? Is she someone that could be a bigger name to be more? And third, um, there is also, you, I, you know, there is an attractiveness to some of it, and that's a small degree. I'm not going to lie, okay? There's a, there's a bit of it, but it didn't, not too many people really made that difference in this. Now, number 10, and I'm going to say this. If I had not watched this week's AEW um, matches, this girl would not have made number 10, but I saw something in this week's match with Dr. Britt Baker that I'm going to put her at number 10. When she got her nose busted open, that woman came alive. I have never seen her wrestle so well and put together so much stuff in that ring that I walked out and said, holy crap, this is what we've been missing. Maybe this is what they've seen and they're just trying to get that out of her because that Britt Baker, that Britt Baker could go up to be your champion. Yeah. You know, she really for once looked like not the girl pretending to wrestle, not the girl acting like the wrestler. Mm -hmm. She went in and wrestled and it was, it was pretty damn good. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to give Britt Baker number 10. All right. Uh, number nine and number eight are two newer girls that uh, I, uh, I, th we haven't seen a lot of them. And obviously they haven't had the best records yet because they're pretty new, but I think they have great mm -hmm. potential and great upward mobility. Uh, number nine is uh no, how do you say your name? Her first name, Valkyrie's first name is always confusing. Aoife, Aoife Valkyrie. Aoife, but it's spelled with an A. Okay, yeah. Aoife Valkyrie. Um, I think she has a lot of potential in her. She ha you know, she's got to get past this whole posing a lot crap. Mm -hmm. 
Mm -hmm. She does this shit all the time where she stops and does stuff and someone kicks her in the head while she's doing it or something. (laughs) But uh, she does have a lot of grit. She has a, a, she's obviously a very powerful woman. And I noticed some of my list here, a lot of the women I picked are very powerful, uh, obviously in the leg department, a lot of kickers, a lot of power lifters. They really seem to have this gritty boundness to them. I'll give that to Valkyrie. She's, uh, she's got a lot uh, going for her. Number eight, I'm going to give to uh, Danny Luna. I, I, I think she has a lot of potential in her. We've only seen her a bit. She's, uh, she's gotten a little taste of some stuff with Kaylee Ray recently. And, uh, I, you know, I look at her and I think, you know, she, sure, you look at UK and there's prettier young girls that they're trying to push. But there's something about her that she looks like she could really, with some good training, make a lot of uh, difference within the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, next up, I'm going to pick at number seven, Piper Niven. Uh, Piper Niven sometimes comes across with me. I'm not sure how to take her. At times, you know, she's this big, uh, imposing, strong lady who acts like such a puss wuss at times. And just kind of <laughs> like, eh. And it makes me mad because I've seen her in uh, Independence. And I mean, I've seen her as the villain doing hardcore tack matches, for God's oh. sakes, and being tough. And so it's weird to see her as this whole power positive thing. But on the flip side, I really think it's important to have an, you know, a plus size girl like her appeal mm-hmm. and encourage other girls to look past their body image. I think that's positive. Um, next up, uh, at number seven, I'm going to put Shanna. Love watching yeah. Shanna wrestle. She, she, she's a veteran who's been around for a while. She obviously needs to work more on her repertoire. Um, but she has, a, she has a uniqueness and a look about her that I like. And I think they could do a lot with her. Um, Next up at number five, Kaylee Ray. Okay, um, Kaylee Ray is sort of the um, chicken shit uh, <laughs> heel. Okay, she's perfect for that. Her because if she's small, that small, she either has to be the underdog girl or she has to be that person that you want to kick in the face because they're such a little shit. Mm-hmm. She is such a little shit when she wrestles. Okay, Ooh. number five, Jordan Grace. Jordan Grace is amazing. Uh, I, I think she's so wasted on impact. I really wish she'd go over to one of these other companies. Um, she has a, some people may think she's too muscular and that she's, she is not boyish in any sense of the term. She is a very strong, powerful uh, weightlifter and I enjoy what she does. Um, number four, Akira Shida. Mm-hmm. Uh, more and more, I'm starting to dig what she's all about. She's a very strong, competitive girl. I think you could do a lot with her. She has a cool look and a cool presentation. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, Tony Storm. Okay, I think Tony Storm has so much upward potential. I wouldn't be surprised if she ends up over in the main roster eventually in WWE. I think uh, it's weird that she's been in UK for so long. Um, she's she's got a, a lot of personality. She's got a lot of um, stuff to her. And as as much as I shouldn't talk like this, she's got a lot going on in her trunks. There's a lot of bumps squeezed in there, but. It's worth it, guys. But I, I wonder if uh, if she's like some of these other wrestlers that rather stay in NXT or NXT UK because uh, we we know what we've seen what happens whenever they get moved to the main roster. Right, but at the same sense, Kaylee. I'm sorry, so Tony Storm is a girl from Australia who spent mm-hmm. time in Japan just to make it on wrestling. I think if she had her chance, she would jump uh, the first chance to get up to the main roster. Okay. My number one, well. 
this is amazing because all three of us picked the same person as number one <laughs> is Chris Stradlander. Let's face it, uh, Chris, uh, you know, I had to disagree with you on one thing, Antoine. I think she is one of the few people who that actually pops the crowd when she does come out. Okay. Um, I think she's about the only girl who pops the crowd when she comes out. Um, she's a, a great talent, and uh, I think uh, she's going to be my number one pick because I think they could do a lot with her if they gave her the chance. So that wraps up our choices for the top 10 female wrestlers. Fans, maybe you disagree or agree, or maybe there's someone out there that we have totally overlooked. We're curious. Take that opportunity. Write us in. Make your top 10 lists. I'm curious to see what you think. Is a Quick question, guys. Was there anybody that you guys disagreed with on any of your lists, like of our lists? Like, Ant, was there anything you thought one of the two of us was like, what? Or Elio, was there anything like that for you guys that you may have disagreed with or like, what the hell is that person doing on the list? Nope. No? Um, for me, I would actually have to do a swap out. I would have to take out Sagazaki and plug in Shayna. I don't know how I overlooked her, complete <laughs> oversight on my part, but Shayna definitely is worthy of being in anyone's top 10. I think for me, um, and this is a bad indication of the times is, I just don't get Nyla Rose. I don't want to see Nyla Rose. And it has nothing to do with who she is. I just, her wrestling and presentation to me has just been piss poor from day one. And the fact that they made her the champion instead of people who seem a lot more competitive and a lot more talented blows my mind. So other than that though, good picks guys. Some of them I was like, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> so yeah, good job. Good job. Now let's move on. AEW. Ant the Liberated, are you ready? Because this is your show, baby. <laughs> I guess. I mean, he's got that luck. You know, given, given what they gave us last night, my question was, were they ready? Ooh, I'm sorry, folks. Ant is suffering from a little PTSD after yesterday's episode. I don't blame him. I felt the same way. There's a match we're going to get to in there that was like absolute. Okay, let's just start off. All right. First of all, we're back to our sort of uh, presentation of not quite an empty arena. Wrestlers who are definitely not staying six feet apart from each other. Um, what do you think of this, having a bunch of independent wrestlers hanging out ringside? That actually assisted in some of the matches. Thoughts, guys? I like it because I feel like it adds personality to an empty arena setting. Okay. I'm going to have to agree. Uh, how about you, Elio? Yeah, I, I rather I rather uh, see like uh, wrestlers out there like uh, in the crowd in the sitting in the crowd acting because it gives it a whole different atmosphere. Like there actually are people in attendance. Okay. As, as opposed to like when WWE was is being given us well the MTV arena stuff. Okay. Now, um, what did you guys think of Chris Jericho as the commentator this week? Thumbs up, thumbs down. Elio? I kind of I liked it. Some, some of what he was saying was funny. All right. And? Thumbs up for me. Um, yeah. Whenever, whenever Jericho's behind a microphone, it's money. Whether he's calling Tony Schiavone, Tony Skilvone, or whether he's saying he's kissing hands and shaking babies versus mm -hmm. kissing babies <laughs> and shaking hands. I mean, you're going to get a, you know, Anything Jericho, anytime Jericho speaks, laughter will be the end result. Don't, so, don't call him Chris Jericho, call him Le Champion. Le Champion. <laughs> <laughs> Even though Le he's champion. not anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say um, 
you know, I know a lot of people were down on uh, Cody Rhodes the last couple of weeks doing it. Um, because I'm like an old school wrestling nerd, I liked it when they were getting into their ramble of, you know, naming moves and whatnot. However, taking a step back, I could see how the average wrestling fan might think like, this is pretty damn boring. Uh, Chris Jericho, not so much. He was pretty funny. And uh, one of the things I appreciated about him, and it kind of drives me crazy how there's always got to be an announced team where there's one guy who's trying to tell you stuff, but he's a little bit too much into the good guys, like Kevin Kelly, you know, where like you do something bad, you son of a bitch, you know, he gets so mad. And then you always have the heel commentator who's like, the guy could do the best freaking move you've ever seen in your life. And the guy would be like, oh, that's crappy. I did three of those yesterday. Or, you know, like they're, they're pushing over how bad they are. And in a sense, they almost start burying the guy that they're talking about, you know, instead of actually bringing him up. Chris Jericho did not do that whatsoever. He actually gave due to most people, except for the last match, of course, where he was definitely on Cody Rhodes. But uh, the rest of the time, he gave a lot of actually cool things about some of the people. Okay. Now, I'm not going to, I've just watched it a little while ago because uh, some stuff came up. So I don't even, I didn't even write notes down. It's all fresh in my mind. So if I forget something, a segment or something, bring it up. But I'm going to try and remember the things that I saw and we're going to talk about it freeform. Yes. Before we, before, before we uh, go on, I have that piece of the AEW news that I just heard the other, oh, saw yes. the other day. By all means, tell us. Um, that that uh, one that we saw last week, Anna Jay. We're going to be mm-hmm. seeing a lot more of her because uh, she's the newest signing to the company. Nice. nice. I actually enjoyed her. I mean, I, at first, I was like, oh, another job or like, what was that? What was the idiot guy? Chico Adams or whatever. <laughs> I don't want to see Chico Adams anymore. But, you know, yeah, I do want to see her because, and, and not because she was attractive or anything, because at the second half of her match, she looked like she had some potential going on there. And that was a good match last week. Yeah, All right. Was. So we start off. Okay. I know for sure we started off with a Jake Roberts vignette. Yep. Him sitting on a chair somewhere in the dark. Ant, what do you think of this? It's growing stale for me. Um, mm. It makes me wonder if this is how Lance Archer is going to be presented to us every time he wrestles. Jake sitting in the dark room, giving mm. an intro, telling us how pissed off Lance Archer is and what he's going to do to, you know, release his frustrations on anybody that he comes in contact with. Is this how we're going to see Lance Archer every week? Or will we actually see Jake accompany Archer to the ring, maybe interfere and, and do what heel manager slash advisors do? But for now, it's getting a little stale. Well, Jake Roberts is probably about 95. I'm pretty sure it'll kill him <laughs> in three seconds. But okay. <laughs> Elio, what did you think of that opening? Uh yeah, like Anne said, it's getting stale. Like I'm, I hope this isn't the way they're gonna introduce this guy every week. Like this, this can't be his, possibly be his entrance every single week. So okay. it's just gonna get old. Okay, now, real quick. I guess this is why they call this POV. Last week, I was not digging Jake Roberts' contribution at all. I was just like, oh, this crap. I'm, I'm so over it. I don't like it. It's enough. Yet, I strangely found I enjoyed this week's for some weird reason, and I don't know why. Maybe the more stark contrast of it worked for me this time. I don't know if it would work again next week. This week, it worked for me. I'll give it that. It kind of segued into, then, of course, Lance Archer coming out and beating the living shit out of Joe Nobody. I don't know what his name was. I can't remember. Alan Angels. Ingles. Ingles or something like that. Alan Angels. I don't know. I have it written down. Well, they called him Angles, Ingles, and Angels during the match. (laughs) Well, Jericho called him Angle. 
I was kind of hoping he was going to do like a little House on the Prairie gimmick, you know, this, you know, uh, the, the other Laura Ingalls was going to come out and interfere, you know. Uh, anyhow, uh, what did you guys think of Lance Archer's squash this week? Elio? Just another squash match. I guess uh, I guess they're trying to build him up, uh, but they don't really need to do that because he's already an established name from NJPW. Okay, what do you think, Ant? It was just that another squash. Um, my big, the bigger question to me is once again, he and Cody under the same roof, no interaction between the two. Although he's made it quite clear that Cody Rhodes is his target. Okay, they're really dragging his thing out. So, we'll see are you trying to bring logic into wrestling? <laughs> <laughs> Fine, but so, you know, the wrong make, sport. Same mix. action for MMA. Thanks, they're like a little vinegar. Maybe I don't know wrestling as well as I thought I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing I'm going to say, guys, is I don't think Lance Archer is established enough by the regular audience. I think, oh, okay. yes, me, you, the three of us know who the hell he is. I think, unfortunately, we do need more squashes. As um, I don't think people really know who he is enough nationally. Um, I don't like this week's squash because it was a total nobody. Um, the mm-hmm. fact that he squashed Marco Stunt, somebody that the fans can go, oh, that guy, <laughs> even though he's small and stuff, they knew who he was. You know, I bet you if either any of you guys ran into whatever the hell that guy's name was, we would walk right by him in the street. Well, six feet by him. We wouldn't say hello or ask him how he did in wrestling. <laughs> and? Or again, in my effort to incorporate logic into wrestling, if indeed, Cody Rhodes is Lance Archer's target. Why not have him go against a QT Marshall? Squash him. I mean, he's more yes. credible than the gentleman that he wrestled on last night. And again, if Cody is your target, if you can't get to him physically, get to him mentally or psychologically. But again, I just need to stop trying to incorporate logic in the wrestling. AEW. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, is squash not the greatest? Um, let's move on. Second match. Um, and I, I thought this was the match of the night. Yep. The women, the women's match. Now, we've been calling her Hikiro Shida, but she was introduced as, how did she say that? Hikora? She said it really strange. The, the ring announcer called her like Hikura or something. Like it, it sounded very different than we've all been saying Hik- every week. So. Hikaru. Hikuru. Hikuru or something like that. And I was like, Hikaru Shida. Yeah. First of all, Ant, what do you think of this match and the participants in it? Um, with this match, I felt like it was one of those things where they were trying to find their timing. It was a little slow. Uh, it was a little bit off, but the match picked up, turned out to be a good match. And although I'm not quite a fan of Britt Baker on the microphone, I have to give it to her. When her nose was busted, it sparked something in her. Yep. And I mean, she came to play from that point forward. And as you mentioned, or as we discussed, um, off record. The hope moving forward is that this is something that will then, you know, uh, 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 why well, I can't think of the word, I'm sorry. Hopefully this is something moving forward that will ignite something in Baker to be consistently that good. Okay. Yeah, Elia, the, 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 yeah this was definitely a great match. Uh, it's the uh, best I've seen uh, from Britt Baker and uh, Aside from her, like, Mike's skills are terrible. Um, 
this yeah, this was a great match. One of the better matches I've seen. Okay. I, I agree. You know, when it started off, it was uh, the typical Britt Baker kind of stuff. Although she did a few uh, kind of really healy things that I thought was actually rather unique and pretty dicky and hilarious. Like there was a point where they were near the ropes and uh, she just kind of leaning against the ropes and Britt kind of sits up next to her and puts her head beside her and acts like they're posing at a thing and just being like, Haha, I can do whatever I want. She's like a puppet to me now. You know, I thought that was some pretty actually interesting heel work. Um, Still insists, match, she still insists on doing that lock jaw move, even now. Yeah, but <laughs> she pulled out a glove. She pulled out a glove. <laughs> this is true. Points for the glove. Thank you. Um, when she got her nose busted up there, and it was definite. That was a real. That was a real uh, hit to the nose. She was bleeding a lot. That was when they were on the outside. Uh, she uh, kicked her when she was on over the barricade, right? No, it actually came a little bit into the, it was actually an errant move that you, because I tried to watch where exactly it happened. And it happens when they're kind of tangling and slapping each other back and forth. Oh, and no. you don't really catch it. Then one second, you don't actually see the blow that she takes. It's just one minute she's on her back and there's blood coming out. And the referee's like, oh, and even she just like, oh, <laughs> she looked oh, like no. a little bit, uh, a little bit surprised that she was bleeding so heavy. Um, yeah, when she uh, got, uh, sh that, that last sequence of moves really brought something alive. It, it really made her, legit for in my eyes and i thought wow okay i because i kept wondering what do they see in this girl like they pushed the crap out of her before this company even came in and then she was such a dismal failure um yeah she's got to work on her promo she did did you guys notice the promo they had for her later where she was still covered in blood nobody cleaned it up she came out um it was pretty good but then she almost blew it at the end where she tried to get too cutesy with the um what did she say? She could she could break my nose. She's just lucky she didn't hurt my teeth. But if she did, I'd fix them. Because I'm a doctor. <laughs> <Because> I'm <laughs> a dentist. <laughs> she always has to get that line in about being a dentist. Yeah, when you're the other cool dentist and who was never cool <laughs> was Dr. Isaac Yankum, maybe you shouldn't <laughs> actually be talking about how you're a dentist. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, obviously there's something we're going to see, hopefully, hopefully going forward with her. Um, I Okay. I, I've been, I don't know if I want to save this. Now, let's do it now. Let's get it over with. Michael Nakazawa and uh, Kenny Omega against the best friends. Um, the only thing I'm going to start before I throw it to you guys, and I'll talk later about it, was Michael Nakazawa makes me appreciate um, Adam Page. Uh, Chuck Taylor. Oh, Chuck Taylor. <laughs> you guys know how I feel about him. Say what? <laughs> but all means, uh, Antoine. I know this was a wrestling clinic in your heart. Let's let's hear what you, what you had to say about Michael Nakazawa, Kenny Omega taking on the best friends, or as they were trying to build it, possible best friends versus possible best friends. Winner will be the best friends. If <laughs> if buffoonery constitutes as a wrestling clinic, then that's what this was because it reeked of absolute buffoonery. I may eat from the locker room exchange where they wanted the name of best friends and they actually made this match uh you know for the rights to the name best friends to the excessive use of the baby oil to uh, uh kenny omega in his silliness and then even when nakazawa took off his speedo or thong or whatever that was from under his shorts and then used it as a mechanism to in further empower or ignite his claw or whatever he was doing. It was just absolute garbage. And it, it almost made me ashamed to be a wrestling fan. I'm sitting there and I'm watching and I'm like, what 
is this? What are you doing? Like, is this your way of trying to combat WWE's theatrical presentations from WrestleMania? Like, what are you doing here? What's the purpose of it? So, um, definitely not a fan. At all. Okay. Uh, Elio? I mean, for okay, from the locker room exchange, I was like, oh, no. What's going on? Because that brought me back to WCW when uh, apparently Big T and Booker T were feuding over a letter. That's what this reminded me of. They're feuding. They're, the match is to determine, the winner of the match gets to be called the best friends. Like, I, just, <laughs> I just thought this was just terrible, this match. Okay. And? and if I could add one more thing, as if the match itself was, as if the match itself wasn't unbearable enough, you have Sean Spears from the ringside area shouting at Nagazawa, okay, Mike, let's go. I'm waiting <laughs> on you to impress me. Show me something. Okay, Sean Spears, you're... Yes, it's, 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 it's when they Sean Spears shouting uh, Michael Nagazawa. So, Sean Spears, you're in booking slash storyline limbo. You're 6 and 11, and you need someone to do something to impress you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is going on? Okay, you know what? Um, there's a few things to be pointed out here. Um, this kind of match, this kind of stuff may work in Japan. It doesn't work here, okay? At least not to this level. I mean, had this been a two-minute match, and, and even if he used the ridiculous jock strap to the face thing, but it happened very quickly, that could have been funny. It could have been like, you know, we've seen comedy matches. Comedy matches work when they're short. Because there's no way that some clown can get in there with the real competitors and last 20 minutes before anything happens. That's absolute bullshit, okay? Um, sometimes matches like this can be designed to uh, elevate somebody, bring somebody up to a level. Um, this match did not make Michael Nakazawa look like he deserved to be in the ring with these guys. If anything, it made Kenny Omega and the best friends look like idiots for hanging out with this clown. Okay, I'm sure maybe he's a good wrestler, but we're not seeing that. We're seeing a skinny Japanese goof doing skinny, stupid things that make no sense. If, okay? if, we, if we were to make a top 10 worst wrestlers, he'd be on that list. Oh, definitely. I mean, I, this match has got to be probably the worst match I've ever seen on AEW. I want to put that out there. If we had oh, an no. anti-volt. Actually, you know what? <laughs> Fuck that. This is going into the book. Slowly, the great book opens. Michael Nakazawa and this match and Kenny Omega and the best friends for all being a part of the shit. And AEW, all you motherfuckers are going in the book because you wasted 20 minutes of our time when we could have been watching something, anything better. I was going to say, what? In the vault? Why would you put this match in the vault? You meant in the vault. I said if we had an anti-vault where we put crap in it. No, but then you said, no, fuck it. I'm going to put this match in all the AEW in the vault. Did I say the vault? That's how much rather. No, this is going in the book. Our book of freaking perpetual Okay, so what should we call this? Um, The night, the Michael Nakazawa night. This goes in the The Michael Nakazawa debacle. Yeah, there we go. All right. Michael Nakazawa debacle. You just made the book. I'm this worries me. Sorry? 
I'm tempted to put the whole card in the book because I felt like two hours of my life were claimed were snatched from me that I can't reclaim. I could have watched the premiere of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire last night. I well, I wouldn't want to put the whole card because I really think the Britt Baker match was the only thing that stood out to me, and I think it was one of the best oh, AEW no. women's matches I've seen. So that, if it had been that, for that, that, that the whole card would have been. That killed. would have been my yeah. highlight. Yeah. Even that match wasn't enough for me to save this card. Yeah, it was good, but it didn't do much to save this card. But we'll continue discussing <laughs> it and then we'll break down our grade later. But what, what does it tell what does it tell you, Ant, when um I am shifting through the shit to find one gold nugget? <laughs> what <laughs> AEW can be sometimes, okay? Because <laughs> literally fans, we shifted through the shit with a rake to find one fucking gold nugget. That's the, the, but Anton's right. Why are we even shifting through shit? We shouldn't have to be given a box of shit and say, hey, smile, boys, eat your turds. No. <laughs> you know? That's, that's ridiculous. You're right, Ant. We shouldn't have to do that. But unfortunately, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm trying to be the more positive person, maybe because of the situation, of all the stuff that's going around. Maybe this is the best they can do. And I'm trying to make the best, but you're right. We're, we're lowering our standards a bit here because we don't have anything else. So, um, yes, overall, yeah, kind of a waste of two hours. But I'm for now, Michael Nakazawa, you left a bad taste in our mouth for uh, for this. You show it. You made this is the kind of stuff, guys. Admit it. This is the kind of stuff where if you had invited your friends over and said, "Hey, let's watch some wrestling," and uh, the Britt Baker uh, Sheeta match came on, and you went, hey, "That's pretty cool," eh? and they were like, "Yeah, that's not bad," and then this came on, you'd be fucking embarrassed that you were a wrestling fan and that you actually made them watch it with you. You know, and, and and really, you should not be embarrassed by the things you like. And when they're so poorly put together, this really put a stink on the card. There's no way in hell that this is going to make it uh, get any points this week. This this like this whole card was pretty bad. So I am shifting though. I am shifting through the litter box, trying to pull out. Maybe the cat didn't leave only turds in there. Maybe it left a gold nugget. <sighs> Right. Kenny, this is what's worrying me too. I'm going to say this really quick. This is what worries me about this kind of garbage, okay? Is Kenny Omega. Now, I've met Kenny Omega. I know Kenny Omega. I know what kind of guy he's like. He loves wrestling, but he's just like that uh, Koto Ibushi, where they have this high concept of wrestling, where to them, wrestling just isn't two guys wrestling in the ring, which we love the essence of that. They want the theatrics. They're cool with wrestling a nine-year-old girl. It's not bad wrestling a blow-up doll. It's not bad having a greasy man with jockstrap mm -hmm. in your face. Comedy and everything and wrestling should be like a movie. And well, No. Sorry, Kenny, that I disagree with. When you wrestle, you're a damn good wrestler. You're probably one of the best in the world. This crap does nothing for any of us wrestling fans. And if anything, it embarrasses us and makes us wonder why the hell we even watch this show. So yeah, did not like this. If I could piss on a match, I'd be right there right now, pissing off the top girder right on them as they did this shit. Now, who knows? Probably hey man, Michael Dock is out and rip it on his chest. Hey man, Anyhow. Tell, tell us how you really feel. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay, let's try and get on. Let's, I am digging deeper in the, the, the litter box. Let's see if there's anything else in there of any substantiation. Um, oh, wait, there was. There was one other thing that was kind of cool. Did you guys not think that the package that they put together with Jake Hager – and um, John Moxley was, was really, really good. well done. That, yeah, that was... What did you like about it, Elio? I just like the whole presentation, the way they uh, they put it together. Really looked good. Made Jake Hager look like an actual contender that could 
possibly beat John Moxley for the championship. Okay. And what did you think when you saw that thing? I really like the emphasis that they put on Jake Hager. I mean, of course, we know who uh, John Moxley is. We know he's the champion, and we know that he's preparing himself for his upcoming match with Hager. But I really like the emphasis that they placed on him in reference to what his mission is, not only in AEW, but in Bellator. Like, they really put an emphasis on him uh, uh, striving to be the first ever simultaneous wrestling and MMA champion. So I, I thought that was different. It was cool. What a juxtapositioning. We get the Michael, now- Michael Nakazawa crap. <laughs> and then you get this thing that, honestly, that looked like it could have been made by TSN or any any sports network, any yeah. independent filmmaker. It was a damn good mm-hmm. piece. Well-researched, well-put-together. Yeah. And all I could think of is, what the hell is it doing on this show? <laughs> like, seriously. Now, let me ask. Is it me, or did they show two vignettes in reference to... Hager and Moxley. It felt like to me they were showing two vignettes throughout the course of the show. And I'm yes. I was concerned about that. I'm like, okay, that was good, but Did I want overkill? Try to avoid overkill, yeah. Yeah. No, I saw that too. When I first saw that, I was like, did my PVR make a mistake here? Are they right. replaying the same thing? Because you know, it's it's pretty much the same crap. Uh yeah. it was a little much. And I get that they're trying to do time filler, but mm-hmm. I don't know, man. <laughs> You know what? They did the same thing for the Cody Rhodes, uh, Sean Spears feud as well. They yeah. Focusing on it. Okay, why are we doubling up? Because we only have eight wrestlers and we have two hours to kill. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason I know that is I've been to indie shows where yeah. there was literally only eight wrestlers. So there would be like four matches and a battle royal of all the same people. <laughs> <laughs> Must so, have yeah. been a short battle royal. With, oh, sorry? Must have been a short battle royal. I, I've literally been places, dude, where they've had like an eight-man, nine-man battle royal. Wow. You know, like okay. all the guys who are on. Heck, I went to one where they had two women wrestlers and six guys, and we were in a small town in Alberta. And they had this, and at the end of the thing, they had the woman, one of the women actually won the battle royal. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, that's the thing with uh, wrestling. Sometimes uh, many promoters will tell you, you got to deal with the crap you're handed. And let's face it, there was not a lot of wrestlers there. And hey, as much as we can say they wasted our time with two of each of those promos, and be honest, guys, would you rather watch those two promos or would you rather watch um, Jimmy Havoc wrestle? Because he was standing in the crowd. I sure in the hell don't want to watch I'd Jimmy rather, Havoc. I'd rather watch the two promos. Yeah, I'd rather watch the exact same promos twice intersped somewhere else. There is a silver lining in every crowd, Kyle. <laughs> yeah. And we are in the biggest litter box right now in AEW. But, uh, uh, okay, guys, am I too jaded? Am I too old? Because this Matt Hardy crap, not finding it interesting. I'm figuring it's really that was uh, That was actually, uh, yeah, I didn't like that. That was just weird. I didn't what like do you think, Ant? Um, I go back and forth with this whole Brogan thing. There are parts of it that I find funny, and then there are other moments where I'm not so amused. I will say, I, I, of course, I enjoyed Chris Jericho once again being referred to as Lee Ho of the ass and him calling proud and powerful, loud and devourable. Again, <laughs> some elements of the Brogan gimmick are funny, other elements not so much. So, yep. I think the problem I have with this stuff is you're right. It's easy to pull out a joke here or there that make you laugh, right? But uh, do you really want to sit through like five minutes of garbage for one laugh? You know? And I don't. I don't buy into it. I, I've never found the broken thing funny. Yeah. 
Uh, I think it's okay, interesting for a minute or two. I like them as a character, but I don't need this whole giant Shakespearean exposition for a stupid thing. I don't need it. I don't need five minutes at a compound, you know? Sure, one or two little vignette jokes like they used to do would be nice. String it over. I wouldn't mind the Matt Hardy thing being cut up into six pieces and strung along the thing because then it's just a little bit, just a little mm -hmm. bit, laugh, on to the next thing, laugh, on to the next thing. Yeah. Sitting there watching five minutes of this crap. Yeah, sometimes crap. Uh, there, there can be too much of Matt Hardy and that's not good. No. Um, and I do not. I'm sorry, guys. I, I can take empty, empty arena matches. I do not want to see compound matches. I don't want to see Chris Jericho and Matt Hardy running around their backyard. I saw the the, um, the Hardy Boys one where they, they were already, fighting in the yeah, backyard. Yeah, they, they, they already did it on uh, Impact. They did it with uh, Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt in uh, WWE. Yeah. And guys, let's face it. We watch wrestling. If we want to watch bad acting, we have Amazon. <laughs> I mean, we there's lots of shows of bad acting on there. You know? Um, Netflix, there's even worse shows. <laughs> <laughs> there you, go. you know, um, not getting it, not liking it. Um, I want to see him wrestle and I want to see these theatrics in small, small doses to make it funny. You know, any character that you take too much of just becomes a cartoon character. Yep. The whole point of wrestling is suspending your disbelief, not giving me too much disbelief to suspend. So yeah, I'm not digging that. Okay. Um, yeah, but you're right. The one thing is funny, Anton, is is you shift through it once again. Shift through the shit. You're gonna find one or two cardinalbots that you know nobody yeah. chewed. Um, there are a few funny jokes in there. Um, you know, the Vanguard one starting the fire thing. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Mm -hmm. But I didn't need to sit through all of that crap to get to that. Crap. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. But once again, I think this is indicative of unfortunately the unbalanced nature of the writing of AEW. I mean, I'm not sure who's writing this crap but I don't think they exactly have an idea what real wrestling fans want, or at least a major segment. I'm sure this appeals to a lot of hardcore people, but I'm not one of them. Um, Brody Lee, guys, as he, uh, I know he's been kind of like on our up and down scale with us. What do you guys, after seeing Brody Lee this week, any uh, movement in any way for you guys on this? And did uh, his stock go up or down? Is it still the same? How are you digging Brody Lee this week? Uh, still the same for me. Um, the only difference is that the meeting didn't take place in a boardroom. It took place in back of some building. And so apparently he didn't care for uh, dark members order, dark member, uh, dark order members number eight and nine or whatever they are. He didn't care for them wearing wrestling attire, but he was pleased with, I guess this is number 22. With him 22, what? I mean, they go from eight and nine to twenty-two. Well, they went from what is it, five members to eight and nine. I don't know where yeah. six and seven are. So, <laughs> so twenty-two makes sense to me. Yeah, absolutely makes sense. So they were pleased with. So Brody Lee was pleased with the one member who had on the shirt and tie, and then told him, you know, let's go inside. There's a reward or a gift waiting for you. Then they go inside, and that's that. And then later on, we can see them wrestle, but. The only difference between what we've seen previously in his vignettes and the vignette from last night was different stabbing, but same thing. Okay, and your opinion is still pretty much the static on him right now. Yeah, I, it, it right now it's disappointing. I mean, just as much as Lance Archer's running at this point, you have two big bruises who can wreak havoc on 
just about anyone on your roster and, and you're limiting them to this garbage. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's stagnated. There's nothing that's doing anything worthwhile to elevate the wrestling. So I'm just waiting on something to blow me away. Like Brody Lee's most impressive moment was when he ran in and, you know, just about decapitated Christopher Daniels and outside of that. That's it. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, for me. It's the same thing. It's just uh, still the same. I haven't seen anything new from Brody Lee. Okay, um, I'm gonna say I really don't like the vignettes at all. Um, they don't do anything for me. Yeah. Uh, they're they're too much insidey, jokey at times. Uh, I prefer they just stop them. However, actually, sorry before you go on, Cody Rhodes. Uh, I saw an interview with Cody Rhodes. He was asked about the Brody Lee character being. Uh, like a take on Vince McMahon. He says he doesn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god, he doesn't see it. Come he writes on. a dude, he knows it's there. I know, right? <laughs> um, the, I, I think for me, you can just end the vignettes now. We don't need them anymore. Yep. Now, just get Brody Lee in there kicking ass. That's how you make this work now. Um, the squash, it was another squash, but I'm starting to see an intensity in Brody Lee that I like. I just, the, 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 the vignettes are killing it. You guys are seeing the vignettes and then you're hating on those so much that it's hard to see what he can do right now. I, I did like that. He didn't do that uh, fake out Sister Abigail this week. Yeah, just, drop just, that crap. He, just, he, he just did the clothesline, that's it. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, I think I, what I would like to challenge you two to do uh, when you get a chance sometime Go back and just watch Brody Lee's match this week. Don't even think of the promos. Don't watch any of that shit. Just watch the squash and see if okay. it gives you any more of an into, and tell me if it's changed anything or if it's the same. It might be still the same. You know, okay. maybe I'm just being too optimistic. But uh, now, when, might, sorry. No, when he gets in the ring, I like what he does in the ring. I'm just not a fan of the vignettes at all. When he gets in yeah. the ring, you see, you know, this monster. But I just think these vignettes, especially the you know redundancy of them. Well, I do like his look now. I think it's an improvement of what he was doing in WWE. And uh, I, I, I have some hope for him. I don't have hope for the Dark Order, guys. I really don't. Um, but for him himself, I think he's going to come out of this. Yeah. Um, now, um, unless there's anything that I'm totally missing you guys want to hit on, let's talk main event. Before we get to the main event, let me ask yeah. you, Jim, what did you think of the video package of the AEW Divisional Rankings? Um. I'm going to say I just – it was filler. I mean, you can get that shit for free online all the time. They put the same thing online. It was yeah. just time to kill some time stuff. But I like it. I'm going to be honest. Um, it doesn't really make sense to me when you really do the math. But at least they're trying, right? At least the WWE isn't, uh, you know, letting somebody have a momentum win and then we never hear from them again. So, yeah, I, I do like it. I just don't think it's needed on the show itself. I, I kind of have this gripe with MLW. They've been doing that a lot lately too, throwing yeah. their top ten list on the – on the thing and I think uh if you're a fan maybe give me a link to it but I don't know if I really need to sit through it every week Elio yeah I'm gonna agree so uh, this is the same thing that we see on ML on MLW they do their top 10 and it's like pretty much the same thing every every week in the rankings all right how would you add um for me, I like it only because you do have your AEW fans that may not be that in tune with social media or may not be, you know, may not uh, check into AEW's website on a regular basis. So at least there is 
an additional, you know, visual option for people to see, okay, okay. This, this is how the rankings are. Because, you know, of course, AEW is branding and priding itself on being sports-oriented, you know, showing a ranking system and, and showing who is, you know, positioning themselves for title shots. So for those who do not tune into the website or tune into social media, there's the, you know, alternative by way of dynamite. So. Okay. Okay, cool, cool. No, I think it's cool to have it. I just think that, uh, I don't know, there's just got to be a way to present it that it doesn't take up so much time. And I don't know. Yeah, I guess maybe I just because they I've been flogged with the same thing on AMLW now for the last four or five okay. weeks straight. Okay. okay. And I'm really hoping that doesn't become the thing. I mean, this would be great. You know what? Let's 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 forget it. You know what? I'll take it this way. I, if I could answer it without thinking about ML, MLW, yeah. I like it. I like okay. it. Yeah. But if it happens next week, I ain't gonna like it anymore. I only need to see it once a month. I don't need because the, the ratings don't really move around. But MLW flogs that shit every week. Okay. Okay. So, all right. Uh, anything else you guys got to talk before we hit the main event? No. Nope. All right. Main event, first round match. Cody Rhodes versus uh, Ty Dill. No, I was going to call him Ty Dillinger. <laughs> <laughs> the perfect cat, Ty Dillinger. Uh, no, his alter ego, Sean Spears. Sean, who hasn't won a match in who knows how fucking long. Why is he even in this tournament? It's beyond me. Spears. Um. What do you guys think? Honestly, this match and the results. Uh, Ant? First and foremost, I honestly didn't think Cody even needed to be in this tournament. To me, no. it feels like this tournament should have been designated for your portion of the roster that isn't on the marquee. You know, your middle card guys that you're trying to elevate mm -hmm. by way of this TNT championship. I would have easily replaced Cody with Pac or Luchasaurus. Mm -hmm. um, but since he is there and since we can't, you know, change it, the match itself was good. It wasn't great. It didn't blow me away, but it was good. Um, I, I was a bit confused as to how they were allowed to use the weapons throughout the course of the match, unless I missed the memo or, or, or some sort of announcement that said this was a no DQ match. So nope. that was confusing. Nope, that never happened. And then... You know, even the ending when Cody got the pin by way of the figure four leg lock. Now, again, call me crazy. And here I go again with my logic. But I've seen numerous figure fours where the wrestler on the receiving end is squirming and moving and displaying agonizing pain. How is it that in this case, it renders... Uh, it renders steel, um, it renders spears motionless for three seconds for Cody to get the pin. That threw me off a bit. Okay. But otherwise, good match, I guess. All right. Go yeah, on. this was this was a good match. Um, but like Anne said, uh, I don't get all the tape how they were allowed to use uh, weapons in the match, and uh, again, also the figure four. I've never seen. I've never seen or heard of uh, Ruster getting pinned with a figure four. I've always uh, known them to known it to be used as a submission hold. Okay. Um, all right. Sean Spears, I keep hoping to see more out of him on AEW. <laughs> I've seen him in other places, and the guy is talented. It's, I don't get why he just doesn't translate right now. It doesn't work. Um, I have weird issues with Cody Rhodes doing any kind of aerial stuff. 
Um, if you guys watch guys who, who do aerial maneuvers, they have this kind of grandeur about them. They have this way of that they make everything seem like devastating and stuff. Cody literally looks like he just stiffs and does a straight model like he's an action figure and does whatever the fuck his move is. Like, seriously, I'm not being a dick here, but it's really, it off-puts me. When he does a moonsault, he looks like he just freezes in a position and does the moonsault. And it's, it, I don't know, it just makes it seem like it's his first time doing it. And yet, I've seen him do it a zillion times, or he's uncomfortable doing it. So yeah, um, the Cody Rhodes thing just really throws me off. Um, you're right. Uh, why is Cody Rhodes in this? I don't get it. This should be kind of, this, this belt itself should be designed like a U.S. heavyweight title or a, a, um, a television title where you're kind of B-roster guys, the guys who aren't in the giant picture, have a chance at a secondary title. So him in there makes no sense to me. Um, Lance Archer's in the room and he's going to kill him, yet he's going to let him advance to the next round. Makes no sense to me. Um, it fell flat for me a little bit. Like I said, I want to like Cody Rhodes and I don't know why I get held back. I don't know why I'm overly critical sometimes of the way he looks, the way he acts. And I don't know why, because I've actually met him. He's a nice guy and everything, but there's just something about his appearance that doesn't work for me. Okay. And it might be just something small. Like, I don't know how you, have you ever seen a wrestler and you're like, I don't like the fact he has this kind of boot. Uh, I don't like the fact that he wears white boots and a weird uh, belt every time he wrestles. I don't, I don't get it. I don't know. Um, overall, let's talk about this show now in an overall, I can see uh, I, fans do not expect this to be in the high brackets of our ABCD. What happened to E and F? Uh, Antoine, I'm almost scared, buddy. What is your rating for this week's show? The letter D stands for dynamite and the letter D represents the quality of the show. So that's the grade it gets from me, a D. Fair enough. Elio? Yeah, I, I was just thinking that now myself. Uh, the show is going to get a D. Okay. I'm going to give it a C minus. Oh. Just a tiny bit better and only because of the women's match and only okay. because only because of the, the well-done vignette of the Cody – or not the Cody, sorry. That one actually bored me, by the way, guys. I didn't really touch on it, but that Cody uh, – Sean Spears thing was not a, really the best tool since – the only match they had was where Sean Spears lost badly. So <laughs> why they <laughs> highlighted that's beyond me, but okay. Um, yeah, I'm going to give it a C minus and uh, I'm going to hope that this is not a trend because <laughs> AEW is the only show right now that we watch is two hours long. And man, there is lots of shit I'd rather be doing for two hours than sifting yeah. through the litter box of wrestling looking for a fucking nugget. <sighs> Antoine, thank you for joining us again. Tell, you know what, let's throw one more plug out there for your MMA show. Tell us about it. Tell us uh, when it starts, who's it, what's it all about. Give us the shitty, buddy. So one more time uh, for our MMA fans that are out there, or those that are maybe looking to get into the sport, uh, this Sunday will be the debut of Mixed Martial Arts Point of View. It will be uh, Mixed Martial Arts uh, as we see it, myself, uh, Rick Serrano III, and Tony Diaz. Uh, we are going to, you know, hit the ground running with this thing. We're uh, hoping, first and foremost, that UFC 40, 249 does still go forward so we can actually break down that card. Um, definitely want to get into what would have been in reference to UFC 249, what is now, and hopefully it will sustain so that we can actually have an event to talk about. So we just want to come forth and we just want to discuss mixed martial arts. We want to talk UFC. We want to talk Bellator. Uh, we want to come forward and give you 
makes martial arts the fastest growing sport, fastest growing sport in existence from our point of view. So we just hope that the MMA listeners will tune in and we can give you all a product that you find worthy of your attention. Excellent. And so, so, sorry. Sorry, no, I, so I didn't mean to cut you off, Anton. Go oh, ahead. No, no, you're fine. You're fine. So uh, it should be available either Sunday evening or no later than Monday afternoon. Well, you know what, Anton? I'm going to say this. I have never really, well, I used to be an MMA fan when, in All the right. beginning of UFC. Um, I have not been an MMA fan for years. I don't hate it. I just don't watch it. Nice. But, but I have uh, gained a lot of respect of your insight listening to this show that I am going to tune in and sit through it. Even though I don't jack shit about what's going on right now in the MMA world, I'm going to see if I can be educated. Learn me, brother. <laughs> we'll do our best. Absolutely. We'll do our best. Well, you know what? Also, fans, I want you to know that uh, because of this uh, isolation thing um, going on and all the things that me and Elio are going to have an MMA fight when we get out, me against Emma, me against Elio, the two of us in a uh, – do they have specialty matches? Like, I was thinking, can we have like a um, – what's that puppet uh, that's on the other show, um, Miguel Cole on a pole match? <laughs> but like like MMA where we're not wrestling, we're really fighting? Is that, po- is that doable, Ant? Um – Maybe after the match in itself, but, you know, usually there aren't gimmicks incorporated in MMA matches. Now, if you want to take Elio after a match and grind his face, you know, <laughs> across the cage and completely hit every corner uh, or every pole What's on the cage. What's going on? So. so now, Ant, are you suggesting that I'm the clear winner in this match? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I only, I only have 50 pounds on Elio in, like, 8 inches height, so, yeah, maybe, <laughs> Listen, if Elio could be grinded into the cage, it doesn't matter who wins. That's what the people want to see. So. All right. Well, Elio, I promise Damn. to make you look like hamburger at the end of this. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Anyway, folks, th- uh, thank you, Ant, for joining us yeah. this week. It was great talking some AEW. Loved your top ten. You, you gave me some insights on some – because yours was so centered on AEW, you actually highlighted a few uh, wrestlers that I forgot about. And uh, so, yeah, it was interesting. And it was uh, – you know what? It takes a, 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 it always takes a big man to go, hey, yeah, I never thought of that. I would like to boot out so-and-so and Aunt Shannon on the list. Yeah. And uh, that, that was cool. And uh, folks, like I said, you can tune in, catch Anton's show. It's going to be pretty great. Uh, I, I, I'm actually going to listen to it. Uh, does, now, you've got Rick on it. Does that mean Miguel's going to be on the show? To my knowledge, no. That's <laughs> good. Good. Thank God. That puppet is getting so outrageous. His head is like, "Mm." you thought Elio was egotistical? My God, talk to that damn puppet. You'd think somebody had a hand up his ass. Anyhow, (laughs) folks, we're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, we're going to talk some MLW. We're going to talk some NW. I don't know where that came from. We're going to talk some uh, NXT UK. Um, But right now, Elio, talk some t-shirt, man. I know there's a t-shirt available right now for Wrestling POV. Tell the fans about the t-shirt. Yes, they come in four different colors and you can get your very own WPOV t-shirt by going to Pro Wrestling Tees backslash Wrestling POV. Excellent. And uh, fans, uh, if me and Elio actually get into an MMA fight with a puppet on a pole, we are definitely going to make a t-shirt with his face looking like hamburger right on the front. (laughs) Hey fans, we're back. Um, We're going to take a look now at uh, WWE NXT UK. Boy, that's a long title. I I wish they would just call it UK.
this week there was some interesting stuff going on here. Mm-hmm. Um, include like let's start off. What was your highlight of this of this, Elio? Uh, what did you really like in this week? My highlight. Uh, let me see here. I actually liked the the Amal and a Zayabrook side match. You finally got to see Zayabrook side after a year out of um, after taking a year off. But I like what Amal uh, does in the ring. Yeah, you know what? Amel's kind of impressing me. Mm-hmm. Um, she, I think she might have to change up her look slightly to get a little more going because it's a very generic look she's carrying right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, even Zaya Brookside, she could be very generic if she didn't have her hair dyed and whatever. Yep. So she works with what she's got. Um, Brookside, I'm, I'm still not really sold on her, okay? But there's some potential that I've seen a little bit more. Um, you know what? Let's quickly go over the rest of the thing really quick. You know what? We had this match we've been waiting for. Uh, Kaylee Ray um, teaming up with your favorite girl, Ginny, taking on. I must be. Against Danny Luna and Piper Niven. Um, This match for me really illustrated the chicken shit heel that Kaylee Ray is. The way she kept playing off, trying to piss off Luna, get out of the ring, piss off Luna, stay away from Piper Niven. Uh, really showed her effectiveness. No, was it just me, or was this match a little sloppy at the beginning? Yes. Yes, it was sloppy, but take account who you have in there. I mean, Piper and Kaylee Ray are definitely uh, the veterans, and they've wrestled each other a million times. Danny Luna, she's a great up-and-comer, but she hasn't really got a lot of work in. You know, Mm -hmm. she still needs... And Ginny, Ginny is all like... She's those typical wrestlers who are just all a package look, and not much gold. Again, I don't get the whole nailed on the arm. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess I, as guys, we're, maybe girls get that. I mean, if somebody scratched me down my arm, I would put my fa- fist through their face so freaking hard their Jeez. fingernails would fall off. But I guess it's a thing in women's wrestling. I don't know. Uh, okay, match. Uh, and it fueled the fact that both Niven and uh, Luna still did not get their hands on Kaylee Ray. Okay. snakes away again a um, whole bunch of vignettes going on I'm talking about people going into the battle royal um, you know what and then we talked about the uh, Zaya Brookside Mel match okay let's talk about that main event um, this battle royal I really like this especially the ending Tyler Bate and uh, Ilya Dragunov I liked it I liked it especially the way yeah. he eliminated uh, Bate uh, using the what does he call it the Moscow torpedo he, he, yeah the Moscow torpedo uh, Bate was hanging from the ropes and um and just dragging up just hit the moscow torpedo and uh knocked him to the floor well you know what fans if you listen to to us you, you'll notice that i tend to be the more abrupt one and elio is a little more like uh reserved when it comes to certain things but before i watch this match he says to me tom Ilya dragonoff should never fucking speak <laughs> <laughs> in interviews he is so damn awkward <laughs> it's like I watched it. I was like, holy crap, he is so awkward. We've talked before about he's such a great wrestler. He needs a manager or something because that dude is so awkward as hell that it does, it's going to kill him to be in the main event picture and, and carry himself like oh, you know, I, I didn't put this in my uh, UK uh, POV mm-hmm. for, the, for the opening match. Mm-hmm. I swear they used that word, that dreaded word that's in the book. I don't know yes. how many times. I'm not, I was almost tempted to say, no to the announcers. Say that word one more time. I dare you. <laughs> I'm 
thank God they're not showing Ginny very much like now. So I'm hoping if she shows up next week and I hear that freaking word, I swear to God, he, some he, announcers he, are going back okay, in. We won't be able to remind from again this, but this week it was the other guy who did it. Yeah, I if it, Antoine, I'm sure you've heard our lists and you know what the word that we're talking about is. Uh, it's um, it starts with an F and ends with Nista. And if I hear it again, I will go insane. <laughs> not a real word not a real word okay um the battle oil was fun there's lots of cool little things that happen yep. you have like um who's the big tall goofy guy right now the american i can think of his name da, 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 da. oh, oh cassishono yep i loved how he tried to get everyone to fight each other and they yep. all just turned and threw him out right at the beginning you know uh, he tried to get everyone to turn on dave mastiff because mastiff was the biggest guy and instead they all went after him and threw him out uh, I love Tyler Bate and Trent Seven. Yes, yeah, tag team partners going at it. Yeah, and then Bate does that move, and, and I don't know if you get if you recall this move, Anton, but there's a move where where Tyler Bates throw up his fist, and when the guy looks up, he'll punch you with the other one, right? Yeah. So he throws up his fist, and and Trent just punches him in the face before he can do the thing. It was it was great to see uh, tag team partners who know each other so well. That's how they battled each other. And Oliver um, Carter and uh, Ashton Smith did that move again, where Carter flipped over onto Smith's back and then back and into flipped the over. Yeah. But then they got laid out so badly right after it, like the next move. Um, props to the dude. We've been get hard on the dude, uh, the the big muscle guy, Richard Holland. Rich Holland. Yeah. He looked good in this. He was tossing dudes around like he belonged <laughs> in there. Uh, now, the way he was eliminated was stupid. But, I, just have, uh, I just have a question. Mm-hmm. Now, Joseph Connors has been talking about how he's worthy of this and worthy of yeah. that, yet he wasn't worthy enough to be in this battle royal. That's, well, if you're not worthy enough, you talk about how worthy you are. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get um, it. He keeps complaining about how he's worthy, so why was he in this battle royal? He came out to distract Holland. As soon as he came out, my first thought is, oh, man, Elio's going to be unhappy. His favorite wrestler coming out there. He's in love with this dude. He wants to talk Joseph Connors any chance he gets. And I knew you were going to bring him up. I kept not bringing him up to see how long it would take. Uh, you went three minutes. Good job. Um, <laughs> um, lots of cool stuff. Uh, Joe Coffey, he looked actually pretty good in there. Um, but in the end, Dragunov, definitely the pick. I like that he won. Uh I really wish somebody had punched Noam Dar a little harder. Oh, you know. That little turd is like an idiot, but. Yeah, Tyler Bates my new best friend because he eliminated Noam Dar. <laughs> but all in all, a very solid match. Now, I noticed that you gave it a B this week. Yep. But I bet you if you'd watched AEW first, you probably would have given this an A+. Plus. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to give this, I forget, you know, looking at it, I'm going to give it a, a B plus. Okay. It was, it was fun. It was definitely a fun ride. What's sad is that uh, now Dragunov has his, uh, match, his championship match. Uh, I believe this would have, I think this would have taken place at TakeOver in Dublin if it wasn't cancelled. Yeah, so what, what this means, and, and I'm sorry, we, you, you can feel free to talk. I, I really did introduce you still in this segment, but um, what this means is that uh, Dragunov will be getting the next shot against uh, Volta. So... That's quite the size difference. Uh, El, you know, like, Dragunov is just on the edge of heavyweight, and uh, Walter is definitely a heavyweight. So I'm, I'm curious to see how this is going to turn out. This, you know, it, it'll be high explosion against uh, high impact. Uh, there's a lot of lot of power going on in these guys' things. Um, let's move over now to uh, our uh, MLW reporter. MLW this week, finally, 
I, I feel good because I was starting to get a little worried. We haven't had a really solid one in a couple of weeks and I keep pushing to people to watch it. And it's been a little, this one wasn't so bad though. And I'm going to say right off the bat and, and, and Douglas James. Now is this name and is he familiar to you? Cause I think they said he competed in MMA at one time. Our, Douglas, a smaller James. Guy. Douglas James. Yeah. Douglas James off the bat. It's not ringing a bell to me. I would have to, you know, Okay. Do a little research on him and get back to you on it. All right. I'll send you a picture of him. And uh, I know you haven't really seen this guy. He, he looks like, uh, who's the guy in ROH that used to team with Eddie Edwards? Davey uh, Richards. He looks like Davey Richards, kind of, only thinner. You know? um, this was a great match because it was a good breakout for him. I thought he did tremendously well in this match. And uh, wins with uh, the guillotine chokehold. So he's still employing the MMA finishes and stuff like that. Um, I've appreciated the fact that sometimes like King Mole and even like um, Filthy Tom, uh, they bring in an MMA guy and they let him like just run rampant through all the wrestlers and not really compete. Uh, Douglas James has been, you know, he's taken a lot of losses and now he's, you know, starting to get momentum going. I like that because it's more realistic to believe that a guy from a totally different sport would have to adjust over for it that he'd adjust his tools and then start his winning ways. Um, if any other way, it makes you seem like MMA is like, you know, it downgrades wrestlers when you bring over an MMA guy and he just destroys every wrestler. It, it, it just tells you that MMA is the better sport. And then why would you do that? Why would you bring in a guy and let him promote another sport? It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. So I like the fact that Douglas James has been working on his crafting. They talked about that. He was training with Timothy Thatcher before Thatcher left up. And, uh, I think we're going to see a lot of them. Septimo Dragon, well, he just looks like every other luchador that comes around, doesn't he? He's not really a dragon. He's not really a dragon. <laughs> yeah. A couple of weeks ago, they had this episode where the Dynasty hosted the show, and, and uh, they were in charge of putting up graphics and stuff like that. And they, and they were on every match, one of the members. And so Septimo Dragon faced one of the members. And when he walked out, they, I, was it, uh, I can't remember who he fought, but they had something really nice to say about Dynasty Guy on their graphics. And then when Septimo Dragon came out at the bottom and said, he's not really a dragon. <laughs> Which I thought was pretty, pretty hilarious. But uh, yeah, um, like I said, I, I'm hoping, the only problem with James is he's short and small. You know, he he's, looks like he's maybe like 5'9" maybe 5'10", which in wrestling, if you're not around six feet tall, you better be 300 pounds. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of hard to run at the big boys. So he's definitely a mid-heavyweight contender. Um, next, we call this the parade of vignettes start. Uh, <laughs> lots of vignettes. Um, I don't want to even get into them. Uh, they showed a, a MJF, a Mance Warner package of their continuing escalating feuds, which is really funny because if you really watched MLW, you realize he really hasn't had that much of an escalating feud at all with MJF. He's been fighting, he's had feuds with other members of the dynasty, but because MJF is being signed over to AEW full time, they had to come up with a reason to get rid of him. Thus the loser leave uh, town match, which was the main event. Um, but let's face it, we got some great interviews from MJF. He really kind of... Uh, Actually, uh, um, what you said about MJF, like how his matches are good, I'm going to I'm gonna say his promos are, like, are great, though. I like yeah, his, his promos, promos are great. Like, especially this one, uh, this week as well. Yeah, last week he was going, fuck up, man, Swartz. Yeah. <laughs> he said that right on the thing. This week, this week he was talking up. about how he was bullied. He was kidding. He walked up to that bully one day. And he beat the crap out of him. He fucked him up. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give I'll give MJF that. Now, 
Um, here's this whole stuff. We, uh, we're supposed to believe, and this is like, again, wrestling. I'm sorry. I, I know it's, I shouldn't put so much into it. But I, I'm supposed to believe that if you drag a guy into a parking lot and put his head on a cinder block and come down <laughs> with a, um, a curb stomp, you're only going to break his jaw. <laughs> He's going to be back in six weeks. That is the power of Brian Pillman's mullet. <laughs> the mullet encapsulated some superpower. The magic mullet. The, the magic mullet. Yeah. And you look like you're uh, itching to say something here. Now, 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 TJ, again, we can't incorporate logic with the wrestling. <laughs> I know. I just can't help it. Maybe I just got to hit myself in the face with a brick before each thing. Well, there we go. Uh, wrestling was great. <laughs> oh, man. And you can't complain because it's just as stupid in the WWE, some of the things they do too. So I guess you just got to, I guess when I, I, now I don't want to see me, but have you guys ever been to like a, to a, an indie matches? I mean, 80% of the crowd look like the guys that, you know, that didn't make it past grade four. <laughs> Anyhow, wrestling might not appeal to the intellect. We'll say that. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. So, um, uh, yeah, we've seen some weird stuff. Um, vignette after vignette. The Von Erics looking awkward as ever, but enjoyed that they actually did a social distancing sort of isolation type thing. Nice to throw it out to fans like that. Um, I love how they explained that Killer Cross was, uh, he was medically cleared for 180 days but his new employers in Stamford, Connecticut yeah. won't let him come back for a rematch. Yep. Wow, there's a cheap-ass wow. jab. Come on, guys. <laughs> and, and you know what? We complained about this, Anton, is they really dragged out Killer Cross's um, debut for like forever when we knew he was only there one night. <laughs> and then they showed it. You know, and They even broke up the night into two segments. So they were trying to claim he was there for two weeks. He wasn't. Uh, finally, the uh, Mance Warner versus Maxwell Jacob Friedman empty arena match. Loser to leave MLW. Um, had this match been put on six months ago, it would have been a cool kind of shtick. Oh, empty arena, that's pretty cool. Well, I'm sorry, it's every week is empty arena matches going yes. on in, uh, in uh, most wrestling. So that brought down the luster of it. Um, and it's pretty sad that the only time so Savio Vega can do anything is to help you, you know, in the beginning of a match, beat up two other dudes, okay. Um, overall, okay match. Uh, did not like how Matt Warner every now and then has to do some ridiculous, painful thing to himself. And for a reason why he let someone put a lighted cigarette into his hand, or was it his hand, his arm? I can't remember right now. No, but, he, uh, he, put, he, put, he burned the cigarette on uh, MGM on uh, the forehead. On the forehead. Why does he do shit like that? Stays with <laughs> his tongue. Uh, takes, like, I get it, Matt. So you're a tough guy. You don't need to, you know, is it worth hundred bucks to get a freaking cigarette to the face. Don't be a Jimmy Havoc. What's wrong with you? Yeah, you have talent. I Jimmy thought, Havoc I thought, has I to do that. Away from that crap. Yeah, I just that was the one thing that turned me off. The cigarette, putting a cigarette out on another wrestler, not cool. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, what did you think of this match, Elio? Yeah, like uh, like you said, um, it was a, it was a good match, but uh, you just need to be doing stuff like cigarette lighters or Staples tongue or whatever. Yeah. But it was a pretty, it was a pretty good match. I like it. Okay. Overall, this was a, it was a funner one in the last little while. Looks like I gave it a B plus. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the, I'm gonna go with the B. 
Okay. So that kind of puts us in a weird situation. We're going to let, uh, well, I guess Anto didn't get to get a vote in here because he didn't watch either show. Damn it. Oh. Um, we oh. find ourselves at a weird situation where yeah. I've given a B plus to MLW and a B over to uh, NXT. You gave a B plus to NXT and, and I gave a B. So <laughs> we've got tie here. So should we split up the points? Should we give both give them the points? Uh, Anton, what do you think we should do this week? But we know AEW is not getting anything. Yeah, AEW doesn't get shit. They're getting zero. <laughs> Aww. No, <for> sure. <laughs> so we, we have a, should we give two points to each of these guys? Should we give them split the, the three-point difference? Should we give them only each a point? What, what should we do, Anton? We're going to defer to you as our third member. You can break the tie between us this week. Well, because AEW was that awful, we can go ahead and give uh, – UK and MLW the two points each. Nice. Okay, there we go. Two points each, boys. What does that put our yearly total? Now, Anton, if you're not familiar totally what we do here is we running this from Wrestle Kingdom to Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. Okay. Um, and you, you, which is weird because yes, we don't have New Japan in it, but that is our indie marker of the year. Gotcha. So Elio, who's doing math with an abacus, I believe back there. <laughs> an abacus, what? You got some numbers for me, buddy. I do. Okay, so um, so I we gave the we gave two points each to MLW and UK. Okay, so that puts UK up to eighteen, MLW up to ten, and AWS stays at nine. Well, we thought maybe AW was going to turn a corner here, but man, you put in direct like that this week. <laughs> Ugh. Not cool. Not cool. Anyhow, fans, you know what? There is still wrestling out there. There's still wrestling here. If you want to get a hold of us and you want to tell us what we should be watching, or maybe you want to say, you know what, legend, you were brilliant. Ant, you were handsome. Elio, you suck eggs. Well, you can do that by simply hey. <laughs> <laughs> by simply writing in. Elio, tell all the good people where they can write to. Yeah, and I can reach us on Facebook um, at Wrestling POV Podcast. Instagram at WrestlingPoE1 and Twitter at WrestlingPoV. And you can watch this show and our sister show, Wrestling POV, well, just POV Wrestling, over on the same network. Over there, you have uh, four hosts that talk all about WWE. They talk about uh, NXT, SmackDown, Raw. It's a four-man team, which is a lot of fun. They, they do a lot of joking around. They have some great hot topics. Uh, you get point of views from a former wrestler, a former super fan, a woman, and believe it or not, a puppet. So. Uh, Tune in them. You'll find them on the same great networks as you'll also find Anton's new show. Ant Liberated will be doing. Yes. This Ant just in, in reference to my show. Yes. I'm not sure uh, what effect this breaking news will have on it, but my phone just lit up saying that UFC 249 has officially been canceled. Ah, crap on a stick. Oh. Crap on a stick. Okay. Dana, okay White tried, Dana White tried to beat it, but he could not. Uh, we'll see what happens with the show moving forward. I'm not going to say that we're not going to have the show, but it will definitely Might be a big delay. Yeah, yeah, but we do know for sure that so, the event that Dynamite was so adamant on putting on, it's not happening. So we'll see, you know, what we're going to do with uh, the debut of MMA POV. We'll keep you all posted as things further develop. Excellent. Okay, well, fans, you know what? You can so far find Wrestling POV and Wrestling Global. You can find us 
on Podbean, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and even here on our link on Facebook. Oh, and Spotify. Don't forget the Spotify. You can download those. And also, uh, and did we ever, I never did ask you, or maybe I did, and I'm just, we've been talking a lot of shit today. Um, what is the name of your new show? Mixed Martial Arts Point of View, or nice. MMA POV, POV, or MMA Point of View, or Mixed Martial Arts POV. There are four ways to say it, so whichever way you feel comfortable. That's what, Excellent. That's what yep. Excellent. Well, you know what, fans? We've had a great time talking this week. We've uh, talked some uh, fun stuff. Unfortunately, we had to we had to sift through the litter box of wrestling this week uh, when it came to AEW. Rough week. Uh, Ant, thanks for coming and joining. And I hope you uh, yeah you heard to babble us on a little bit more. I hope I hope uh, we didn't uh, sound too idiotic. But hey, no, not at all, man. I enjoyed it. I absolutely enjoyed it. All right. Well, you know what? I'm still looking Man. for the day when we're going to break down an MLW card together. Yeah, oh, oh. Could be sooner than later. I'm, I'm working towards it. And uh, Elio, thanks again for your contribution. Always great working with you, brother. Fans, we love you. Keep safe. I know it's hard to be isolated right now, but we got to do this. We're looking at dark times right now, but things are going to get better. But that means we got to make that sacrifice. We got to keep social distancing each other from now. Because down the road, things will get better. This will be done. And we're at a place where we have no choice. So please do. Please continue to watch for us and continue to listen to us. Elio, you look like you're itching to say one last thing before I go. No. No? Just itching? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, while Elio goes and does his laundry, I'd like to wish you all a great night. And uh, Elio, say goodbye to the good people. All right, fans. We will talk to you all next week.